Welcome to the Dr. Sean Francis Health Blogcast. I'm Dr. Sean, and I appreciate you taking the time to tune in. Each week, I answer patients' most asked questions about health, mindset, nutrition, sleep, exercise, and lifestyle. To access the show scripts, please visit www.drfrancishealthblog.com, where you can find bonus recipes and all the references related to each show. Also, please don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, and share this podcast with anyone who you think could benefit. We'll see you in the next episode. Welcome to the Dr. Sean Francis Health Blogcast. Today's blogcast is everything you need to know about omega-3 fats. Now, there's a lot of talk about healthy fats these days. People are including more fat in their diets and forgetting about the fat-free diet crazes of the past. You've probably heard about omega fats in the mix, but what exactly are they? Omegas are a group of fatty acids known as omega-3, omega-6, and omega-9. They're numerically named based on their chemical composition. Omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acids are what we call essential fatty acids. The body is capable of producing some fatty acids on its own, like omega-9, meaning you don't need to get them from food. But the fatty acids the body can't create on its own must be obtained from food and therefore are considered essential. Both fats are needed for good health, but most diets contain an abundance of omega-6 and not enough omega-3. This skewed ratio between omega-3 and omega-6 is considered a cause of chronic inflammation that can lead to some scary stuff like heart attacks and strokes. A one-to-one ratio is ideal for keeping inflammation at bay, but it's estimated that most people have a ratio of closer to 20 to 1, favoring omega-6 over omega-3. Low intake of omega-3 means that most people are missing out on the major health benefits of this essential fat. Some of the protective qualities of omega-3s include improved immune system function, decreased inflammation, decreased risk of heart disease, Alzheimer's, cancer, arthritis, depression, improved triglyceride and cholesterol values, and it's a critical role in human development. The brain and retina contain lots of omega-3 in the form of DHA. Now you might be thinking, what foods are the best sources of omega-3s? Well, it's actually in several types of fats, including uh, ALA, which is alpha-linoleic acid, and this is a type found in plants like nuts and seeds, and in the form of DHA-EPA, which is found primarily in fish. Now, the best sources of ALA include flaxseed, chai seeds, and walnuts. Now, canola oil and soybean oil are also good sources of ALA, but these oils aren't the healthiest options since they quickly oxidize and turn rancid. And this promotes inflammation and cancels out any beneficial effects of the omega-3s they contain. So definitely try to stay away from the canola and soybean oil options. And while meat and dairy aren't a good source of omega-3s, it's worth noting grass-fed meat and dairy do contain higher amounts of omega-3s than conventional grain-fed meat. ALA needs to be converted into EPA or DHA by the body for it to be utilized. And this process is pretty inefficient, which estimates about 1% to 20% of the ALA we consume is actually converted into a usable form. Although it would be hard to meet all your omega-3 needs only with sources of ALA, flax, chia, and walnuts are still pretty healthy fats with lots of other good-for-you vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants. And since fish contains the ready-to-use EPA and DHA form, it is recommended that most people obtain their omega-3s from fatty cold water fish like salmon, tuna, herring, and sardines. And did you know that fish don't actually produce the omega-3s they contain? Instead, it's the algae that they consume that makes the EPA and DHA. That's a pretty cool fact. 
If omega-3s from fish are so good for us, shouldn't we be eating fish every day, you might be asking? And the answer is, is nope. While there are no official recommendations for daily omega-3 intake, it is thought that most people can meet their basic omega-3 needs by consuming fish about two times a week. To avoid taking in too much mercury, a toxic heavy metal found in fish, you should alternate the types of fish you eat and limit varieties known to be high in mercury. If you choose not to consume fish because of mercury or other concerns, it's best to supplement with fish oil, or if you're vegan, you can try algae oil. Fish and algae oils don't contain mercury as a result of processing. Now, it's generally considered safe to consume up to three to six grams of fish oil per day if you include a high-quality fish oil supplement and a variety of sources of healthy fats in your diet. You don't have to worry about counting omega-3s. People who are managing symptoms of heart disease or other illnesses may benefit from even higher therapeutic doses of omega-3s. However, high doses of fish oil could interfere with blood clotting, so if you're currently taking blood thinners or have surgery scheduled, you should really check with a healthcare practitioner before supplementing. So the big takeaway on today's blogcast is identify where you're lacking in your omega-3s, try to get more into you. We're seeking about three to six grams a day. My personal favorite is the liquid form. I find that uh, and everything that I've studied and researched is you're going to consume a lot more in liquid form than you will in capsule form. And it's okay to get a higher amount of three to six grams per day. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode and we'll see you in the next one.